Good afternoon. I'm finally back with another podcast episode. And and uh, in case you're wondering why I did not upload anything for the better part of, I think it's been two months now, it's because I didn't have anything interesting to talk about. But now I do. So be thankful that I'm choosing to share it with you guys. So for context, um, back in my senior year when COVID was at its peak, you know, right when the holiday season was wrapping up and everything. So this is, we know, from like November, December, January, all that stuff. So this means BLM, equal acceptance, and all that other liberal stick was being shoved down America's throat. So uh, around this time, I was taking, taking an English class. And shortly before Christmas break, we had to do a set, satire article or a, or a satirical article to share with the rest of our class. Um, you know, I would say like, you know, presents, but essentially it was, you know, just distance learning. So we just shared it with them, uh, shared it with each other through a, a computer. So for those of you who don't know what satire is, um, according to the dictionary app, it is, quote, <clears throat> excuse me, the use of humor, irony, exaggeration or ridicule to expose and criticize people's stupidity or vices particularly in the context of contemporary politics and other topical issues. So when it comes to politics in 2020, you automatically think of the quote-unquote preaching for black lives and homosexuals being equally accepted, which part of that is dumb. I'm not going to say which part. So being the unfiltered person that I am, I wanted to mock something I believe people could get riled up about. I considered doing something, you know, regarding BLM directly, but that would have gotten me in some major trouble, and I honestly wasn't going to risk that. So instead, I chose to write satire about another sensitive topic to some people, which is fat shaming slash fat acceptance. Now, personally, I've never been one to appreciate fat acceptance, if anything, where people should be fat shaming those who are not in the best physical shape because those people have been given false hope that it is okay to flaunt massive amounts of unhealthy weight around for the world to see. So I took the opportunity to make a satire for my appreciation of fat shaming and before I broke any rules or hurt any feelings, actually I could care less about hurting any feelings, before I broke any rules or, or pushed any boundaries basically, I sent a rough draft to my professor and I told him, listen, once you're done looking this over, tell me straight up if this is acceptable or not to present, because if not, I have no problem going back and, you know, uh, just choosing a completely different topic. So I, you know, um, um, I, I, I clapped my hands together and I said a prayer. And the next day he came, he came back to me and he goes, this is definitely acceptable. You have, there's no reason for you to, uh, uh, yeah, basically saying that it's acceptable. There's no reason for me to go back and like redo this or, um, you know, just com completely think of something different. So I said, thank you. And I'm just going to read it to you guys now. So after all this time, I finally, uh, I still have it saved on my computer. Thank God, because, you know, this is one of, if not the best um, English um, writing assignments I've ever done in my entire life, I like to assume. So... I'm here to read to you guys, quote, uh, Fat Tabellard finally gets in shape after seven years. As you could, 
as you can tell by the title, you already know where this is heading. Okay, so here it goes. Zoe Sanchez has been a fat subalard for most of her life. Her addiction to unhealthy foods has helped her gain enough weight, uh, more specifically over 450 pounds, to go on the show My 600-Pound Life. It seemed like there was no end in sight, and that the pounds would just keep piling on and adding up, so her belly would hang even lower. But a near-death experience caused her to stop being such a lazy, fat blob and actually do something about her physical condition. She eventually got a hold of, fitness DVD, uh, of a fitness DVD presented by fitness instructor Alejandro Lopez. With the instructions she learned in that DVD and the diet plan and the workouts, she got into the best shape of her life, losing a whopping 350 pounds in the span of a year and continues to lose weight to this day. This eventually caught the attention of Alejandro Lopez himself, who asked Zoe to appear on his podcast, Simply Ravishing, and talk about her redemption story. She didn't take any time to think it over, and she gladly ex- accepted. Little did the viewers of the podcast know that, that an interesting interview would be taking place. When she was asked by Alejandro about why she, quote, let, let yourself turn into an abomination for so long, Sanchez stated, quote, as a kid, there were so many things that tasted good that I could never let go, go of for so many years. This includes cookies, cupcakes, soda, candy bars, and my personal favorite, Jello. Just the jiggliness of it made me want to eat it. <laughs> Little did I know that that same jiggle would eventually become a representation of my gut. End quote. Once Alejandro, and all his podcast viewers for that matter, had a better understanding of Zoe's backstory, he proceeded to ask her what caused her to take a complete 180 and get into the best shape of her life. Zoe replied, I was eating my normal lunchtime meal on my front porch, a dozen of Krispy Kreme with a root beer float, as I waited for my friend Susan to arrive at my house. All of a sudden, everything blacked out. Next thing I know, I wake up in the hospital. I was told that I had suffered a hide, a, a heart attack, and that Susan had arrived on my front porch just in time and called the EMTs exactly after that. That was the wake-up call I so desperately needed, end quote. Zoe spoke about how much Alejandro's fitness DVD helped her, helped her out in a road to redemption. Because of the commitment she put into her exercise and her diet plans, as well as how physically demanding uh, uh, sorry, Alejandro's instructions were, uh, Zoe would no longer be a giant bag of meat and tissue. Alejandro was flattered by this, hearing that. Um, sorry, Alejandro was flattered by this, knowing that he had been able to turn the life of a giant, uh, disgusting monster around. But it's like he always says, "quote You wish you had a body like mine, because I know nobody would want yours." To wrap things up, Alejandro asked Zoe if there was any final words for all the people who tuned in to listen about her amazing comeback. And all she had to say was, quote, To all you phantoms of lard out there, if, there, if you truly believe that you should be proud of the way you look, you're lying to yourself. So despite the unique words that were exchanged throughout the interview, there was definitely something important to take away from this. Let Zoe's story be an inspiration to you that you're not out of the game yet. And no matter no matter how pathetic your life may be and whatnot, stand up for yourself and take action. 
After all, it can't get worse than where you are right now. And that is what I believe to be my best English assignment in the history of my high school career. Keep in mind, I actually ended up getting an A on this assignment and faced no repercussions uh, from this. So remember, the moral of the story is be able to find a teacher who's cool enough to let you write about whatever you want, no matter how, how many people it may offend and how badly the offense might be. Until next time, this is El Romano saying thanks for watching. And so thanks for watching this podcast audio. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your night.